are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. They're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? They're always wonderful. And might I add, and some hosts of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at LockedOnDiamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, on today's show, first segment, we're going to be talking about some hot stove rumors. There was a big transaction that happened yesterday. So I'll tell you the team, we'll tell you the player, and then it's segment number two today. We've been doing that series, five questions the D-backs need to answer, heading into 2021, written by MLB.com's beat writer for the D-backs, Steve Gilbert. We're going to look at number one and number two today because I think they could be joined, uh, I think they could be combined into one question, but first... If your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked On Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get right into it and let's look at those hot stove rumors of the day first. Uh, Pretty interesting rumor that's out. Uh, Corey Kluber, we've talked about this on the show before. His showcase is coming up. He's expected to throw uh, 25 to 30 pitches for about two-thirds of the MLB teams. Corey Kluber wants to prove that he's healthy. He hasn't really pitched much recently. He is coming into 2021 healthy, you know, according to him. But he missed all the last two seasons due to multiple due to multiple injuries, a fractured right forearm and left oblique strain in 2019, and then a torn right terrace muscle in his pitching shoulder in 2020 so this guy's been battered he's been beaten up over the last couple of seasons and he's you know in his mid-30s he is 34 years old but last time we saw him back in 2018 he was an all-star I know he hasn't pitched since then but he was coming off three straight all-star appearances was a Cy Young candidate so let's see what Corey Kluber has left in the tank and who knows if he looks good in that bullpen session He might be able to uh, land himself a nice little deal. Right now, they're saying he's sitting at about 87 to 89 miles per hour. So let me tell you right now, if your pitcher is doing that with this fastball, I've seen enough Madison Bumgarner in 2020 season to let you know you need secondary pitches and you need a location to make that work. So hopefully, uh, Corey Kluber has been working on that during the offseason. 
Some news outside uh, out of the Red Sox organization. They might be looking to trade Andrew Bentendi. This guy was one of the best prospects in baseball a few years ago. He really uh, spent ba- basically no time in the minor league systems, like a half season, maybe a full season. He had a pretty good rookie of the year, finished second to Aaron Judge, but hasn't really lived up to expectations. He was good in the second year, but kind of plateaued from his rookie year. 2019, he had a little bit of a down season, regressed some, still had some good peripheral numbers uh you know but he didn't look the same he definitely struggled in 2019 and then in 2020 he regressed mightily he only played 14 games because of injury but he looked lost at that play in the 14 games so hopefully you know he might need a change of scenery this is a guy who has the talent and he's still pretty young only 25 26 years old so maybe someone believes they could you know get the the best out of Andrew Bentendi and you know really unlock the, the talent inside of him because we, we've seen flashes of it his first couple of years in Boston, but has never been able to been unlocked. I think he's a pretty good defensive player. He can, you know, hit at the top of the order for you, uh, you know, lead off, batting second, but he has to do it consistently. And we didn't see that in 2019. We didn't see it in 2020. So he could be an interesting guy for the D-backs who are in need of a center fielder, especially someone young. Uh, Andrew Bentendi right now doesn't seem like he'd be an expensive option. I don't think you would have to give up a lot either to acquire a guy like Bentendi who has been struggling like i said he's only scheduled to make 6.6 million dollars in 2021 uh he'll be arbitration eligible i think again 2022 before he's a free agent 2023 so maybe the d-back should think about that move we know they love going after former red sox players so go think about that d-backs uh, looks like DJ LeMayu and the Yankees have come to a little impasse. Uh, so it looks like DJ LeMayu might, you know, reach out. It looks like he's engaging with other clubs. So we'll see where DJ LeMayu goes. Uh, looks like the Mets might be interested in as well as you know, a team like the Red Sox. So he should have his options open of which organization he wants to go to. There are a few teams that need a second baseman. And again, the D-backs, they're another team that needs a second baseman. Are they going to want to give out the kind of contract that DJ LeMay was looking for? Probably not. But if it's a three-year, what, $70 million deal? Two years? What, two years, uh, uh, 60? Or not 60, maybe two years, 45 to 50? I wouldn't be too opposed to it if they overpaid DJ LeMayu in a short-term deal. But now, let's get to the big news of the day because the top reliever on the market is gone. And that is Liam Hendricks. He is going from the Oakland A's and he is heading to the Chicago White Sox. And Liam Hendricks has been a stud the last two seasons. He's a guy who's actually a, a little bit older. He's 31 years old, but has really discovered himself as an elite pitcher the last couple of seasons. I uh, was an all-star in 2019 with a 1.8 ERA. 13.1 strikeouts per nine and basically duplicated that in 2020 1.78 ERA 13.1 strikeouts per nine once again so this guy has been phenomenal the last couple of seasons and his deal is kind of interesting it's a three-year 39 million dollar deal but they guarantee it they gave him four years worth of money because it's 39 over three and that fourth year is an option for 15 
But then if they don't want to keep him for that fourth year, they can buy him out for 15 as well. So either way, he's getting 54 million. It just whether it just depends whether he's going to play three years or four years. But he's getting four years worth of money regardless. So it could be a three-year $54 million deal when we look back at it. And if that's the case, that's an insane amount of money to pay a reliever. But if it's four years 54, that's not as bad. But he's going to join a White Sox bullpen that's already kind of interesting. Matt Foster was pretty good last year. Evan Marshall is pretty good. Cody Hewer was pretty good as well. Aaron Bummer was pretty good in a short, limited time. And the the White Sox were a team that I thought was going to be, you know, I I thought the White Sox were going to make it to the World Series. I really love their offensive lineup. Last year, I thought their starting rotation was just good enough as well. So we'll see what, you know, Liam Hendricks could do for this team. And the White Sox have their own closer as a free agent as well. Alex Colomb, surprised they didn't want to bring him back. He would have been the cheaper option. Option probably so we'll see what the White Sox are doing that's just another reliever especially a closer off the market for the D-backs there's still a big time need of a closer unless they're going with Kevin Ginkle in the back end of that boat next year uh considering how he looked in 2020 I'm not too sure if they're if they have the utmost confidence in Kevin Ginkle for next season but maybe they can find someone else in their farm system maybe they have another guy that we don't know about and we're sleeping on that they believe can step up or maybe we're just waiting on that 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 one final transaction maybe not final transaction but that one other move from Mike Hazen that could be in his back pocket, whether it be a trade or a signing. Maybe he's going after Trevor Rosenthal. Maybe he wants a Brad Hand. He definitely doesn't want to pay big money to get those players, but if he could steal them for three to five million, that might be something that Mike Hazen looks to do because the backs, you know, still have a, quite a few holes to fill in their roster. Now coming up, we'll answer those two questions by Arizona's Diamondbacks beat writer for MLB.com, Steve Gilbert. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. The reason why I love Built Bars is because they're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy like me. I try to go to the gym when I can, but I have a sweet tooth. And Built Bar does a great job of curbing that. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber. So it's great if you do that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCKDOWN, you can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at Built Bar. Are we ready for some college football? Well, you can't be because it just finished up. But don't worry. There's still playoff NFL games to bet on. And there was only one place as you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. And use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. I'm going to be betting on Saints versus Bucks this week. Part three, Saints are going to take down old man Tom Brady and Drew Brees is going to go off into the sunset with a Lombardi trophy. And don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner on Twitter at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. 
right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's look at those questions by the Arizona Dimebacks, written by Steve Gilbert, beat writer for MLB.com. And I said I want to combine his two top questions, number one and number two, because number two is asking, who plays second base and center field? And I think this could be intertwined with question number one. How will the D-backs fill their holes? Well, they need to fill their holes because they still have a need at second base and center field, and they also have a need in the bullpen. And like I mentioned on the last segment, D-backs still need a closer. So let's first talk about how to fill their holes. Well, for second base and center field, you have basically a couple different ways you could go. You could have Quetzal Marte at second and then go sign a center fielder, or you could have Quetzal Marte in center field and go sign a second baseman. Now, the great thing is we might be three months into the offseason, but most free agents are still available. I know it's crazy, right? If you go watch, if you're a big NBA fan, 90% of their free agents were signed within the first three days of free agency. And we still have 90% of free agents unsigned through three months of MLB free agency. I'm on MLB free agent tracker right now. They have their own personal rankings for their free agents. According to, Emma, according to ESPN MLB, only three of the top 10 free agents are signed. Six of the top 20 and six of the top 30, actually. So that just lets you know the kind of market right now. And DJ LeMayu, second base. He's still available. Uh, if you want to talk outfielders, you're probably not putting Marcel Ozuna in center field, but Jackie Bradley's still out there. There's been, you know, the D-backs have been linked to Jackie Bradley for a couple years now. Get a whole bunch of relievers on the market. So if the D-backs want to fill that hole at second base or center field, they have a guy that can fill both their holes, but I think you're going to want to take him to be in one of those two spots and if the D-backs really went big fish hunting you could go sign a guy like George Springer to be your center fielder but there's no chance the D-backs spend that kind of money so I think the best course of action that I think the D-backs are going to do I think they're going to keep Ketel Marte at second base and then I think my prediction the one free the biggest I should say free agent move that I think they're going to do Let's go sign Jackie Bradley. I do believe D-backs are in on a guy like Jackie Bradley, a guy who plays elite, let, let me tell you, elite defense. He's the best defensive outfielder I've ever seen. And he does have some, uh, he, he kind of fits the mold of all the other D-backs in terms of offense. He comes through a runners in scoring position. He has some years, he might be ascending on the offensive side. You know, he might just be, uh, an average offensive player, but he's still a guy that could get you 17 to 25 home runs and get you double digit steals. Uh, he's gonna get on base, not not a great, not 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 a ton, not a, not at a great rate. But this past season, 2020, in the shortened season, he had a pretty good year. Batted 283, 364 OBP, 814 OPS, uh, seven dingers, five stolen bases. But this guy is one of the best defensive players you'll ever see. So I think the D-backs are going to try to go out there and get a guy like Jackie Bradley. And I think they will go out there and get Jackie Bradley. That's my one free agent signing that I think the D-backs will do. I think they will keep Ketel Marte at second base because if you're not signing DJ LeMayu, I think it's harder to find a, a good second baseman in today's game. Maybe you want to go out there and sign a guy like Colton Wong if you don't think he's going to be too expensive. But I don't really see the D-backs doing that. And then the last hole that they have to fill is they have to figure out their bullpen situation. We just don't know exactly who is going to be the closer for this team. And 
Right now, I, I want to lean toward Kevin Ginkle. I'm still a be- believer in his talent. I'm still be- a-, a big believer in the stuff he has and his mechanics. But he was not impressive in 2020, to say the least. I had high hopes, high expectations for Kevin Ginkle, and he didn't live up to you know expectations that I have. And there's not really anybody in this D-backs pitching staff right now that could be a great closer probably Stefan Crichton's the only one because he had a pretty great season last year uh, I think he was the best Diamondbacks reliever I mean outside of Taylor Clark and Alex Young Crichton pitched the most innings out the D-backs bullpen uh it was pretty good finished eight games had five saves which was second on his team to only Archie Bradley so toward the end of the season he proved that he could be a closer at least in the short term he looked pretty good his strikeouts per nine wasn't too high only eight his walks per nine was at three which is pretty respectable his per nine was 7.6 probably want to see that go down just a little bit but if we have to roll with Crichton as our closer uh for next season I'm not gonna feel too bad He showed signs that he could do it. He gave me some confidence that he could be a closer, at least a stopgap closer for at least a season. So I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't feel too bad giving him, uh, you know, the the opportunity to be the closer next season. But let's say he got hurt or something along those lines. Who would be the next man up? And that's a real question I have. I guess you would go back to Kevin Ginkle, but there's not really other guys in this bullpen that you would trust. And I'm not even sure if you how much you trust Kevin Ginkle right now coming off the season he had. Our Riley Smith looked pretty impressive in the 18 innings he pitched. Uh, Caleb Smith looks like he's going to be a starter. Uh, Alex Young and Taylor Clark are still going to be coming out the bullpen. But none of those guys, maybe Riley Smith, has a chance at closing some games. He did finish five games last season, so he might have a chance at closing some games for this D-backs team in 2021, but they let go of Junior Guerrera. There's no more Hector Rondon, so they're two big reliever signings in free agency last year. They, I guess they didn't think they worked out. I thought Junior Guerrera was pretty good, even though he gave up a lot of walks. He didn't give up the earned runs, which I thought was, uh, of course, great for a team. You love it when your relief pitcher doesn't give up earned runs but Hector Rondon was you know nowhere near to being even a capable reliever for the D-backs out the bullpen so those are the three biggest holes that the D-backs definitely need to figure out center field second base and closer Ketel Marte could plug up one of those three holes but then you have to decide how you're gonna how, how how are you gonna go about getting that center fielder or second baseman once you have Ketal Marte established to one of those two positions? Are you gonna go out there and get a guy like you know uh, Jackie Bradley who might be lower cost option who's not that great offensively but is a really good defender and the same kind of for Colton Wong they're kind of love the same mold so we'll see the kind of players that the D-backs target I think they're going to go for that more defensive mode low cost options and then they have to decide probably have to get one more reliever to wrap up this offseason because you can't leave empty-handed knowing how your bullpen finished last season and how weak it is to start the 2021 season so D-backs definitely need to address those three needs and I think I think Mike Hazen still has a couple moves up his sleeves before the offseason ends.